Alright kids, it is time for another edition of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, Sean O'Rourke. If you're expecting someone else, I apologize. You're probably looking for a different podcast, but go ahead and stick around. We're going to have some fun, maybe laugh a little, maybe get angry about a couple things. All of this while using simple common sense. That is the theme of the podcast is common sense. We're we're telling things to the wall, but we're also utilizing common sense, as I've mentioned on previous episodes. Uh, and today, that's really going to come in into play, uh, big time. I've got a lot of stuff for the show today. It's funny. I'll be honest with with all of you out there. I woke up this morning, and I still. It, it's funny. I still get nervous. You know, I have I've literally spoken to crowds of like two to three to four thousand. I've I've played to crowds up to five thousand where I'm out there dancing, DJing, hosting, and everything else. Still to this day, I've been doing this so long, since I was a teenager, doing public speaking, terrified of it as a kid, once I got over it, been doing it since I was a teenager, but still to this day, I get nervous, and it's funny, I wake up, usually on the mornings I'm going to record my podcast, most times I'm a little nervous, this morning I was particularly worried because I didn't have a lot of content uh, to use today, and it's funny, I say that, there's there's content everywhere, but I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. Uh, this morning I got up. As usual, make my coffee, throw on a little news, see what's going on, and just stuff was hitting the fan uh, as far as a certain couple topics we're going to get into today. I'm going to warn everyone, we're getting into a little more sports ball. I know I said I, I try to avoid that simply because a lot of people don't like sports ball, but the thing is, as, as you can see from the last episode, I like to tie it back to kind of either social issues or just kind of feel-good stories. So we're not talking, even if you're not into sports, these are stories you're going to enjoy. Uh, in fact, I did get some feedback from a friend of mine. I'm going to mention him again shortly here. Uh, he's really not into sports a- at all, just not into it at all. He listened to the last podcast, and he was able to appreciate simply kind of the social impact of what I was discussing with sports ball. I say discussing. I'm not real. I'm sitting here staring at a microphone looking at a wall. I'm, I'm not actually discussing this with anybody. I'm pretending like I'm discussing it with you, but you're all just listening to me. Uh, but that's where we go back to that Facebook page. If you have some feedback, give it to me. Uh, I want to hear from you. Get on that Facebook page. I have some people giving feedback. In fact, we're going to get into that momentarily because there are a couple things I want to go back and touch on, whether it's angry fans or fans trying to get some clarification, whatever that might be. We're going to talk about kind of that feedback as well. Uh, nonetheless, this morning as I got up, was worried, and there we just we have so much to get through today. It and I, like I said, you're, maybe you're gonna get a little angry, maybe you're gonna laugh a little. I, I prom I hope that you will get a little angry today because I do have a couple things that that should upset you. Um, we're going back to kind of that common sense and and priorities. Uh, so yeah, again, go tell it to the wall podcast. I am Sean O'Rourke. We're gonna get right into things again, sports ball, but we're gonna talk about kind of social impact stuff. The one thing that's really bugging me, I know I mentioned it on the last podcast because the Red Sox lost to the Cleveland insensitive mascots. That That's how we're going to refer to them, the baseball team, the Cleveland insensitive mascots. Well, since our last podcast, they actually beat the Toronto Blue Jays. That's right. You can use Blue Jays as your mascot. I, I, maybe there's Blue Jays out there getting offended. I, I, They don't talk. I don't know. I don't really see it as offensive. However, the Cleveland baseball team has a very offensive mascot. And as I mentioned on the last podcast, if you're not familiar with with their mascot, and the name is one thing, but then go ahead and look at like the symbol that they use. They they call him Chief Wahoo. That should tell you enough right there. Check it out and see why this kind of angers me. Anyway, they beat the Blue Jays. They're going on to the World Series. So now we're going to have to deal with the Cleveland insensitive mascots for at least a little while longer. 
I'm hoping that things kind of gain steam. It's it, it's gaining steam elsewhere with these insensitive mascots. They've, there is a there's a team that plays in Washington in the NFL, also an insensitive name that they have, and there's been a lot more talk about getting them to change it. Not so much the Cleveland baseball team, which I would like to see that gain some momentum as well. And it's funny because as I mentioned, they if you're not familiar with baseball, they beat the Toronto Blue Jays uh, to basically in this round of the playoffs to go to the World Series. Uh, they played the first two. The again, if you're not familiar with sports ball, in most sports they play multiple games within a, a playoff. They call it a series. So they played a couple games in Cleveland. They won those games. They're going back to Toronto to play in Toronto. They switch back and forth between each each team's venue. And as they were going back to Toronto, there was actually a. And here's the other thing I want to discuss because I had all I had very for years been using the word Native American. And it was pointed out to me at this year's burn uh, by by a campmate that even that's really not accurate. So again, trying to to be sensitive to, to other people's feelings, we're gonna we're gonna call them indigenous people. And now, if I learn that that's wrong, you know, or if if you happen to be an indigenous person, you know, let me know what what kind of terms should we be using. Nonetheless, we're not gonna use Native Americans, indigenous people. We're gonna use indigenous people. So there was an indigenous person. In Canada, I believe right in Toronto, if not, it was on that side of Canada, which would be like the east eastern side of Canada, had actually brought a lawsuit <laughs> against the Cleveland insensitive mascots. And again, indigenous person living in Canada, he has that background and very involved in that community. He was legitimately offended and had brought a lawsuit to basically try and stop the Cleveland baseball team from utilizing that mascot. Now, this lawsuit came out a couple days before the game was actually played in Toronto, so I get that they couldn't actually invoke any kind of change, but I found it very interesting that that it's, the conversation is actually out there. Because honestly, do you need do you need that team name? You can't possibly tell me that there isn't a better team name out there. You know, there there must be something associated with Cleveland. You know that that would fit your team better as a mascot. They have other teams there. They have the Cleveland Cavaliers. I I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really sure what a cavalier is. I, I believe it has to do with like being on ships or something. Uh, but I, I. I don't think that's an offensive name. And maybe it is. Let me know if if there is something wrong with that. But again, they have plenty of teams there without offensive names and mascots. So come on, Cleveland baseball team. We're gonna have to deal with you for a few more weeks. And obviously, this isn't gonna change this year. I. I get that. It's not like they're gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, our our team name has changed, and they're gonna change all the. I, I get that. But we want to keep this conversation going, so please just keep that in mind. I, no, no cultural insensitivities. Like I, like I've said, I don't believe I've said it on the podcast, but I've said it to plenty of people before. If it offends anybody, and obviously there's ridiculous stuff out there, you know, we can we can discuss that. We're still gonna really get into cultural appropriation on this podcast. So I, I get that there's stuff out there that it's a, you're being a little too too sensitive. But when it comes to this kind of cultural side of things, if it's really if it's offending anybody and it's not doing you any good to to have that, then then what is the big deal about putting that aside? I I just don't understand it. I I really I, it's hard for me to grasp kind of why it's important to to keep these these things around these team names, you know these insensitive words. And it's funny because they're they're all over the place. You know, indigenous people are very much at the forefront. But we do this in everyday life, you know. I always joke Notre Dame, their mascot's the Fighting Irish. Their mascot is actually a, and that's debatable, a drunk leprechaun holding up his fists. So that very much plays into Irish stereotypes. As you know, I'm Irish, you know. And am I offended? I'm not really, but it's, 
we need to examine kind of kind of step back and examine that. Am I saying they need to change it? I don't know. But it, these things are all over the place. I've had it pointed out, you know, there are sayings we use like gypped. I say, oh, the guy gypped me. And no, nobody thinks, you know, we stopped using the term. And again, forgive me for using the term Indian giver. We all stopped using that many, many, many years ago because we realized it was insensitive and it was inaccurate. Well, it's okay to use the term gypped. For those of you that don't know, gypped, when you say, oh, he gypped me, like he, he kind of screwed me, you know, you didn't get as much money as you're supposed whatever it might be. It's, it's a very subjective, broad term. It actually refers to gypsies, to gypsies, you know, and gypsies still exist. I, you, you may see like, gyps, you know, Pinocchio, the gypsies and stuff. All these, all these movies had gypsies. They're actually, it's actually a cultural people, you know, do a little Googling, check it out. So I actually try not to use this word. Of course, I, I slip up now and then. You know, I, I say it, but these are all things I'd like to bring to the forefront. And is it going to invoke change overnight? Are all these things going to change right away? No. But if we're aware of them, we can keep that conversation moving and, and get that awareness out there. Because a lot of times it's just, it's simply not awareness. People don't realize they're being offensive. I mean, I would use that, that term gypped all the time. And forgive me for using it here. I'm using it as an, as an example but not realizing that I was being slightly insensitive. Now, that's not a, not nearly as insensitive some, as some other things you can do. I, I get that. But to me, it was just an ignorance thing. And when I had that point out, I said, you know what, you're right. Why why are we doing this? You know, we, we don't need, I don't need that term. I don't need that word. So I implore all of you listening and tell your friends, you know, let's just, let's have that conversation. I keep teasing it. We're going to have a couple guests in here. That's the other thing. Let me get guests. Speaking of guests, I know I teased that a little last week. We're going to have some guests in here. We're going to talk about it more. I really want to get differing, not necessarily differing, but varying opinions on this. I want it to be a discussion. That's the thing. So we're going to get heavily into that. But until we do, please, I implore you all, keep that in mind. Just, just don't be insensitive. Use that common sense. It's common sense. We use so much common sense on this show. And and everything we're going to talk about really just falls into common sense. So, moving right along. We're staying on sports ball for a minute here. Again, because of social aspects of this. I had learned something that I didn't previously know, and this was from watching ESPN a couple days ago. And I want everyone to be aware of this, because this is actually... The reason I love sports is not so much the competition on the field. I mean, that's a big part of it. Is that Sports is really the last real reality television even that reality television the kardashians all the stuff you guys watch it's scripted you know when it comes to sports you there is no the ending is not written until it actually happens but on top of that what i do love is is you get to learn these stories kind of about great people you may not hear about but because they're athletes or because they're involved in the sports world we do hear about them so i learned about this guy a couple days ago and it's funny going from the cleveland insensitive mascots baseball team uh to something just incredibly uplifting there's a guy, there's a player for the Chicago Cubs. His name is Matt Caesar. Now, if you're going to look him up, it's not spelled the traditional Caesar way. And this isn't going to sound correct on the microphone. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and post something on the Facebook group as well so you guys can get to it. But his name is spelled S-Z as in Z, C as in cat, Z as in Z, U-R. S-C-Z-Z-U-R, not spelled, really not phonetic. That's what I love about my name. My, my last name sometimes can be a little difficult to pronounce. It's still pretty darn phonetic. Uh, that is not at all. Anyway, he's currently playing for the Chicago Cubs. He's kind of on and off the roster in the playoffs. Again, if you're not familiar with sports ball, you can kind of shift guys around. You, you have guys on the team that maybe aren't playing, but they're still on the team, and then you move them in for another game, whatever it might be. Baseball is a really 
complicated sport when it comes to moving guys up and down. Anyway, Matt Caesar, he played his college baseball and also his college football at Villanova University. Uh, in 2000, do not quote me on the year, I believe it was 2008, he was like a junior in college. Again, playing for both the football team and the, and the baseball team. Standout athlete on both. He was pretty much the best player on the football team, one of the best players on the baseball team. So in 2008, he learned about uh, bone, the bone marrow registry, which is you go in, you do like a cheek swab, you know, kind of like you would for a DNA test. They send it in, and basically they keep they keep records of, of all these different bone marrows that they collect from people around the world. I mean, I, I know it's pretty big in the U.S. and probably in pretty big in these developed countries, uh, but they, they it, it's kept, you know, around the world. It's the central central place that they, they can look up and say, okay, do we have a, a bone marrow match? Um, you know, I, I'm not super familiar with it, but it, if you're somewhat familiar, you know, with bone marrow, it's it's not like blood where, you know, you have a, you have a B positive blood type, and then there's a bunch of B positives running around. Bone marrow is so much more intricate. It needs to be this exact match, and there's not a lot of people out there that match. So anyway, Matt Caesar goes, gets added to the registry. So his, his stuff is in there, and he's, like I said, like a junior at Villanova. So about a year, it's just sitting there. He didn't have to do anything, just had a cotton swab, and it's in the system. The next year, he plays his, his final uh, college football season. They end up winning... I'm not going to get into detail on this. They they won kind of the lower division of college football. They won the championship. Not every year you see freaking Alabama. There's, good, there's probably going to be an F-bomb on this episode. Just keep that in mind because we're getting into stuff that really just angered me this morning. Um, but you always see freaking Alabama. They they win the national championship. There, there's like a next level down from that, the division just below that. Well, that's what Villanova won. And Matt Caesar was named like the MVP of the game and all this other stuff. Just killing it. Um, finished up his college football season, and I think he had, uh, you know, a, a little bit of some teams in the NFL looking at him, you know, for professional football, but he was more of a baseball player, uh, so starts getting into baseball season. Gets a call, like, right before baseball season starts in 2009, uh, and they they actually had someone that matched his bone marrow, so he had done this registry and didn't know if he'd ever get a call, gets this call, uh, and it's not an easy procedure. Again, I'm not going to get into details. I don't even fully understand it, but I know it is not an easy procedure. It's not just like giving blood. You know, it, you need to go in. There's there's drugs you have to take beforehand. Uh, and he just didn't even hesitate. Didn't even hesitate. Now, his baseball career is on the line at this point. He's getting ready to finish his senior season playing baseball at Villanova. Senior season. And, you know, I know we joke like sports ball and stuff. This is the career for a lot of these guys. They know that that's what they're going to do. And they probably have another plan afterward, especially a guy like Matt. I, I guarantee he seems like a very smart guy. So they've got some, but this is their career. This is what they're working toward, what they've most likely been working toward since they were a kid or at least a teenager, at least since high school. So he, without hesitation, he said, okay, let's do this. They keep it completely anonymous. He has no idea who he's donating bone marrow to. Well, as I'm watching this special, we learn he's actually donating it to a very young girl in the Ukraine. That's right, in the Ukraine, and this is 2009. She was very sick with leukemia, was was born sick, and there was one match in the entire world to bone marrow that she could get, and that was Matt Caesar. So again, without hesitation, he does that. Donates bone marrow, risking his senior baseball season. And they interviewed him, and it wasn't easy. 
it wasn't easy to lose all that energy and then to go out there and and, and try and kind of kind of restart your body and, and get into baseball but again didn't even hesitate he just did it just did it you know so we go from the cleveland insensitive mascots to a guy like this who's not even that that is the true definition of not thinking about yourself. I got to be honest. If you know, if I had that talent, I don't. I would like to sit here and say that yes, absolutely, I would help someone. And I, in a way, I do believe I would. But I, I can't say with hundred percent certainty that I'd put my career on the line to do that. I would like to think I would, but it's hard to say that until you're in that situation. So anyway, does this finishes up his his senior season of baseball? Actually, does get drafted by the Cubs in like the fifth round. They do rounds of the draft again. I, I'm not going to keep getting into details on this. Look stuff up. There's a draft. You get chosen by a team. He gets drafted by the Chicago Cubs. Um, starts playing. And there's a thing. Again, I don't understand the full spectrum of, of how they do this, but he there's a waiting period before you're allowed to actually know who gets your bone marrow. I, I don't know if this is because it's not a, it's, cause it's not like a guarantee. You know, you need bone marrow. You get the bone marrow you need. It's not a guarantee that you're going to be healthy again. You know, so may, maybe that's why. Nonetheless, they make you wait about a year. So Matt Caesar has no idea. He didn't. He doesn't even know what country his bone marrow went to. So time passes, and sure enough, this little girl in Ukraine is doing very well, very well. She got better. I, I mean, I'm, I know with cancer, you you have to go in for routine screenings and stuff. So I, I don't I don't know that's hundred percent gone, but she's better. She's she's leading the life of. Let's see, 2000, of now a like seven, eight, nine year old. Um, how, I'd have to do them at however old she is. Uh, and then after a while, Matt Caesar was able to contact her, stayed in, con- you know, and, and had some contact and was able to meet her, basically the girl whose life he helped save um, as he's playing for the Chicago Cubs. And again, it's just, it's just mind blowing to me that, that he was able to do that and not even realize, you know, it was just 100% selfless. And then on top of that, like I said, they were from the Ukraine, this family that had this little girl. Um, so as, as I was watching the special, I learned they had to, to flee the Ukraine. They're, they're currently in Israel, I believe, um, which is actually where they had to go for the bone marrow transplant because in the Ukraine you're not allowed to use bone marrow. Uh, again, not going to get into details. Uh, but they, they fled to Israel, so they are currently refugees in Israel. And it's just amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing. And then the next chapter in this is, which is, again, mind blowing. And this is what I love. I'm an extremely superstitious person when it comes to sports. It just, I'm extremely superstitious. I make my wife sit in certain spots. If if my team is doing well, if they're doing bad, I'll make her move to it. I do the same thing. You know, I'll move. I'll change my shirt. I'll change my whatever it is. I know. I I don't actually, deep down, I don't believe this is actually doing anything. But I'm extremely superstitious. So last night, um, again, you guys never know what day I'm actually recording this. So. You can figure it out, especially if you're a baseball fan. Last night, Cubs are in town playing the Dodgers. Not far from, from where I'm recording this, actually. And they're going to be playing again tonight, actually. Uh, which which puts me in the minority here in Los Angeles because I am slightly cheering for the Cubs, uh, simply because of my family and because of the tradition, the drought that they've had. I, I think unless you're a Dodgers fan or, at this point, a, a Cleveland insensitive mascots fan, I, I don't see how you could not cheer for the Cubs. I mean, you know, if they are playing the Red Sox, I, I'd have trouble cheering for the Cubs. But if you, if you don't have a dog in the fight, cheer for the Cubs. So I'm in the minority here in L.A. I'm kind of hoping the Cubs win. I just want to see them win a damn World Series. Anyway, last night, Cubs playing the Dodgers in Los Angeles. There's a player for the Cubs called named Anthony Rizzo. He's been an incredible player for them. He he can hit the ball. Like, I, like I've mentioned David Ortiz in the last episode. I mean, he's not David Ortiz. Let, let's not get out of hand. 
but he can hit the ball. And he's been struggling for a couple games in this series. I remember I mentioned the series earlier. They play a few of these games. So last night is the, the fourth game of the series. Cubs are actually down in the series. Anthony Rizzo, and I, I came to learn today that he's done this a couple times. He actually went and grabbed Matt Caesar's bat. He's been struggling to hit the ball. He's a great hitter. Been struggling to hit the ball for the past three games of the series. Grabs Matt Caesar's bat, comes up to the plate, hits a home run. Right there, home run, after he's been struggling for games. Um, now, is it because Matt Caesar donated? Bo- no, probably not, but it just puts a nice little bow on that story. So I want all of you out there, check out Matt Caesar. He plays for the Cubs. Just an incredible human being. And these are the kind of human beings that I would like to see more of in the sports world, you know, in, in the celebrity world, in, in the world period, but especially these great role models for, for our kids. You know, I'm going to have a daughter in December, and it, these are the type of people I want her to look up to as opposed to, like, a Kim Kardashian or, you know, I, I don't even know who else. Just don't look up to her. You never should. There's no reason to. you got problems if you do. So... That being a great example of an incredible human being and athlete moves me on to what I woke up to this morning. We talked a little bit about Greg Hardy last week, last episode. I told you about him. If you weren't familiar with him, you are now. I hope you you did a little Googling and, and, and saw just exactly what I was talking about. Well, to give you a little background right now, there's a kicker for the New York Giants. They're a football team. They play in New York, obviously. Last year, he was he was either arrested or he had to be had to have been arrested. It, you know, they basically it was a domestic abuse situation. His ex-wife had claimed uh, that he had abused her. There's a lot of evidence pointing to to the fact that he did, um, and they had an investigation. They essentially they're waiting to get all the information to send the actual case to court. So he didn't actually go to court just yet. Uh, but it was, it was, I don't want to say cut and dry, but it was, it was pretty well known that, that there was at least some kind of abuse that went on there. Well, the NFL got word of this, you know, obviously this happened last year, uh, in like the spring and they suspended him for a game. Now in the NFL, they have this thing called personal conduct policy. And what they can do is they can actually suspend a guy, take away pay if, if he's arrested, uh, you know, if he has like a DUI, uh, in this case, obviously domestic abuse, which happens to be a big hot, uh, a hot button subject with the NFL. You know, I mentioned Greg Hardy last week. Uh, there's been other cases. There was Ray Rice a couple years ago. He actually had gotten in trouble, and it, it's a good example to kind of discuss along with this. He got in trouble because there there was word that his girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, had accused him of domestic abuse. Uh, the NFL. They hit him one or two game suspension because there wasn't a lot of proof. Then what, then what happened was a little while later, a, a video came out of him and his girlfriend at the time, now wife, on an elevator. Well, he basically wound up and punched her in the face. And then the elevator got to the, the ground floor, wherever it was, and he dragged her out of the elevator. Well, that's when the NFL came out and said, no, 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 we're going to hit you with a bigger suspension. So it took a video for the NFL to realize this. Well, going back to Josh Brown, what happened today was... A, a journal uh, came into light where basically Josh Brown admitted uh, to multiple times abusing his now ex-wife, wife at the time. Adam, adamantly admitted to it. It, it. You know, we have this evidence now. Well, the NFL, who, as I pointed out, gave him one game, knowing that he probably had abused his wife, 
basically had to go into crisis mode this morning because they claim again claimed and this this is we're going to get into so much more on this NFL stuff because the social aspect of it just drives me nuts just drives me nuts they claimed they couldn't get a hold of this journal or whatever the police that were investigating had this journal and the NFL is coming up excuse after excuse after excuse and then on top of that the New York Giants are actually heading to London this evening the, the NFL plays a couple games in London every year spread the popularity of the sport I guess it, it's silly to me I, I don't know why they do it I've always said this stop just just stop you don't need to put put your players through this this travel schedule uh, well originally this morning the Giants came out because like I said Josh Brown kicker for the New York Giants they said he was still going to travel with the team now I mentioned Ray Rice mentioned Ray Rice as soon as that video came out he played for the Baltimore Ravens the Baltimore Ravens cut him you probably know a guy named Michael Vick. He was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. He got in trouble for running a dogfighting ring a few years ago. As soon as that came out, the Atlanta Falcons cut him. The New England Patriots, obviously I'm a little biased, and this isn't quite apples to apples. They had a guy a few years ago named Aaron Hernandez. He was accused of murder. And it's pretty cut and dry. They cut him that day. They cut him. See you later. Greg Hardy uh, was cut pretty quick by the Carolina Panthers. But here is the marquee, and, and don't get me wrong, they are a marquee team. This New York Giants have been around forever. They have a big fan base. Obviously, they're based in New York. But in my opinion, I lost 100% of respect for them. 100%. Those other teams got rid of them right away. But what happened was the Giants originally came out this morning and said, he's traveling with the team. They were going to let that son of a bitch go to London and kick footballs for him. Staying associated with this admitted domestic abuser. Admitted. It's obvious. We all know it now. We all knew it before. Now we really know it. Well, then, of course, they had to go into crisis mode because social media went nuts. This is Social media drives me nuts most of the times, but these are situations where it's just great because 20, 30 years ago, the Giants wouldn't have realized there was an uproar. And shame on them for not having the uproar to begin with, for, for needing to be pushed that way. But this is what's great about social media is there was an uproar and everyone, and then they came out this afternoon and sure enough, they said, no, uh, Josh Brown's not going to travel with the team. He's not going to London. But then they also came out and they said, well, we're going to take these new facts and, and, and discuss it uh, when we get back from London. No, that's unacceptable to me, Giants. 100% unacceptable. If I was running that team, I don't care if he's Tom frickin' Brady. If I'm running that team and that player has done something as egregious as this, he is he is off my team immediately. There's just there's no hesitation. There's no hesitation. And if you haven't noticed, everyone out there, I I have no patience for domestic abuse. No patience. So this is a definite hot button issue for me. And then going back to priorities and kind of common sense. So Josh Brown suspended from the New York Giants for one game at the beginning of the season because he beat his wife. He hit his wife. And in fact, if you read some of these journal entries, it, it's amazing. He, he basically thought he was God over his wife. It, it's absolutely amazing that anyone could ever think like this. One game. One game. Granted, the journal just came out today, so they didn't have that, they didn't have that evidence. But he suspended one game. So have you ever heard of this thing called Deflategate? where some footballs were underinflated. Tom Brady was suspended from the NFL for four games for underinflated footballs. 
slightly underinflated footballs. Not only that, but the NFL spent about a year and a half, two years investigating this and fighting it in court. Investigating and fighting. Spending money. Resources. And then suspended in four games, which honestly, I have no problem. You want to suspend... I, I said from the beginning, Tom, take take your suspension. Even when he's... Just, just go take your suspension and be done with it. But they... Money. Resources. Investigations. Everything into some underinflated footballs. Now, look at Josh Brown. Less than a year ago, arrested for domestic abuse. Now, they said they did an investigation, but they also said... The NFL said they couldn't. They didn't get these journal entries until today. I'm calling 100% BS on that. 100%. You can't possibly tell me you don't have a reporter with contacts at that police department. You know, you uncover all these other things. I call complete BS. So priorities, priorities. Don't underinflate footballs because you're gonna sit for four games. But if you hit your wife. Or your girlfriend, or anybody for that matter, you might, yeah, you might sit down for a game, one game. Now, to me, if if you're one of those people that thinks the inflation of footballs is more important than people's well-being, by all means, be that kind of asshole. To me, it, it's there. It's so much more important to nip these kind of things in the bud. Domestic abuse. This is terrible. We can't continue to let this happen in our country, in the world. It happens everywhere. And we all need to just stand up and fight it. Whether it's social media, I know we always joke, ah, my thoughts and prayers, my thoughts and prayers. Well, there are there are instances where this can work, you know. That uproar kept Josh Brown from getting on that plane. Now, I still have no respect for the New York Giants for not doing that themselves. But that's where it can have an impact. So I implore you all, check this out. And the other thing that just makes me so mad on this, and we're going to talk more about this too, is I'm sure you've seen these these national anthem protests, and it's amazing to me. It's it's all I hear about is national anthem protests and how how terrible. And there are people out there, James Frickin' Woods. That, I mean, that guy's nuts. If, if you wanna if you wanna shake your head and weep for humanity, I mean, thank God the guy's a little older. Hopefully he dies soon. And I say that with with zero respect for the man. I do hope he dies soon. He came out and said, oh. Colin Kaepernick's kneeling for the national anthem. I'm I'm boycotting the NFL. So Ray Rice, Michael Vick, the, those guys didn't make you want to boycott the NFL. Greg Hardy, but a guy kneeling for the national anthem. And it's getting constant, constant news coverage. Now, I believe I've mentioned it before. I understand if you want to get angry because he's kneeling during the national anthem, that is okay to be angry. I, I understand. I'm not angry myself. I have the utmost respect for the national anthem. The utmost respect. I always have. However, I don't see a big deal in someone making a peaceful protest. That's what this country was built on, is protest. That's why we have a country. Back in 1776, the revolutionaries protested English rule. And that's why we have the United States of America. So don't feed me that BS on he's not patriot. And, and you know, you can have that and everything. Don't it, You can feed it to me. But if that's more important to you than Josh Brown... I see nothing but that on social media and news reports, and that's all that people talk about is this national anthem protest. Yet we have this Josh Brown who is just hes a horrible, horrible human being. So just step back. Again, common sense, people. Step back and look at this. You can be offended. Colin Kaepernick is, is not showing respect to the flag. 
Well, he's not doing that because he wants more respect for other people. So I get it. You, you, you respect the flag and you want to stand. And I'm the same way. I stand. I stand. I take off my hat. I put my hat over my... That's what I do. But I respect Colin Kaepernick. So you have him. He's standing up. Standing up for, for people that have... And we can, subject, we can debate that all have been oppressed, whatever it might be. Nonetheless, he's, stand, he's kneeling down instead of standing up for human rights. Then you have a Josh Brown. There's nothing good that he's doing. He's... He literally beat his wife, beat his wife, hit her, psychologically abused her, physically abused her, but everyone's upset about Colin Kaepernick because he's taken a knee, because he's standing up for other people. That's why James Woods is a terrible, terrible human being. In fact, when I first saw that, that he was boycotting the NFL, I jumped on Twitter, recently got on Twitter. I've never been on Twitter. I'm not... I like social media. I, I don't feel the need to tell the universe my thoughts kind of on a daily basis. So I only recently got on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go I'm gonna go start to Twitter world with James Woods. And as I went and looked at his Twitter feed, like I said, if, if you want to weep for humanity, check out the guy's Twitter feed. He is a, a staunch Trump supporter. And and may, I don't know. Maybe he did too many drugs back in the day. But it, it, it just blows my mind that anyone can think the way he does. And, and then post it publicly. Like, it's, it's one thing you think that way. But then you're putting those thoughts out in the universe. Ugh. Just, just, just go away. James Woods needs to go away. Uh, and on that note, I hope that Seth MacFarlane, because I, I had the utmost respect for him, but he needs to come out and speak because his number one show, Family Guy, has had James Woods on it. And the name of the high school in that show is James Woods High. So... Seth MacFarlane, if you're out there and you want to make a statement, because I know you're not a Trump supporter, and I know you're not a crazy old man supporter, Trump's a crazy old man, but so is James Woods, come out and make a statement. Maybe change the name of the high school, you know? It doesn't It doesn't need to be a big controversy, but, but take a stand here, Seth. Um, because there's just, it, it just, there's no excuse for that. And the other thing with the NFL, there's a guy, Odell Beckham Jr., He's been doing some like overt celebrating and stuff and causing a bit of a scene with his sideline antics. But that's all it is, it's sideline antics and you can you can't get you turn on ESPN, you can't get Odell Beckham like off the TV. You can't. That's all they're talking about. Nothing about Josh Brown. Nothing. So, I implore you all, do a little googling. You know, let, let's keep this this momentum going and we don't want let's let's let the NFL know or any organization for that matter that we don't want these type of people on our televisions. We don't want them on our football teams. If you're a Giants fan, I implore you, reach out to the Giants. That's unacceptable. That's un- and if it's not unacceptable to you, I'm sorry. You probably need some counseling. Just keep that in mind. Especially with Steve Smith Sr. running around. If, if you if you don't agree with that, I implore you to, to tweet to Steve Smith Sr. He used to play for the Carolina Panthers. He, he had some choice words for uh, Josh Brown today. Uh, I'm not going to get into those details, but I was never a big Steve Smith fan until I saw his tweets today. And it just so happens that Steve Smith grew up in, a, in an abusive household uh, and had to, had to watch his mother uh, get abused when he, when he was a child. So obviously he's got a, a soft spot for it. Um, and as I mentioned, I have just zero tolerance for domestic abuse. I, I think those people are cowards, you know, male, female, whatever, because um, females are perfectly capable of domestic abuse as well. Uh, it's just, I have no, there's there's no excuse for it. I have no patience. And we need to do the best we can to, to get rid of this in our country and in the world. Um, so I implore you all, you know, check it out. Anyway, that's so much sports ball. It's just like I said, I woke up this morning and 
Josh Brown. Man, just Josh Brown. Josh Brown. We're done. No more Josh Brown. So, what do I want to get into next? Like I mentioned, we had a, I got a little feedback. I, it's been kind of trickling in. I get feedback here and there. Um, so, a couple of things I just want to get into that I want to touch on from the last episode. Number one being, I know we talked about the Red Cross and kind of charities a little bit on the last episode. I, I just want, I want to point out, and I'm going to add it to the group, my friend Mikey that's in Haiti. He has set up a GoFundMe to help, basically help his village. So if you're interested in helping Haiti and want to donate some money, I'm going to share that link on the page, and I guarantee you 100% of those proceeds are going directly to help people. Mikey is there on the ground. He's one of the best guys I know, uh, and, and all that money is is going literally. I mean, he's he, his, his life's work is to help people in Haiti. Um, so if you're interested, I'm going to go ahead and toss that up on the Go Tell It to the Wall Facebook page. So keep an eye out for that if you are interested. Um, I, they're, they're, it's going to be a long time rebuilding down there in Haiti. I know I know they're not doing well. Uh, part of that GoFundMe was actually to, to get their latrine working. Like, they didn't even have a toilet. So if you want to help, that link's going to go up. Uh, a couple other things. I think I mentioned it, top of the podcast. The Cubs haven't won a World Series in 108 years. I think on the last one I was like, 108, 109? It's been since 1908. So... They last won in 1908. It's 2016. It's been 108 years. Hopefully they win. Uh, and then I I, <laughs> I I laugh because my friend Kevin gave me a bit of a hard time. I think I mentioned that L.A. aren't great sports. The people in L.A. aren't great sports fans. It's not that they're not great sports fans. There, there's a couple of factors that come into this. There's a lot of stuff to do in L.A., a lot. And like I said, most of my friends aren't sports fans. So you have a lot of people in LA with lots of things to do, a lot of them not being sports fans, they're not necessarily going to go to games, you know, or or be as impassioned about their team as like maybe a Green Bay Packers fan, you know, or, or somewhere in the, and please don't take this as an insult, somewhere where there's a little less stuff to do, you know, they, they kind of live and die by their team. Uh, Kevin did point out to me that I believe Los Angeles leads in attendance for the past couple years, don't quote me on that stuff, I'm not pulling up the text message. He did give me a hard time, which I get. I, yes, pe- people do go to games. The difference is there's like a bajillion people in Los Angeles, and there's like three people in Green Bay. So when you talk per capita, y- yes, it, there's a lot of people going to these events. But when you're talking about ratios of how many people there actually are in L.A., it's not as big. And I believe, Kevin, it was the Dodgers you were talking about. <clears throat> Immediately, I go to this. As far as attendance, <clears throat> if you're not aware, Dodger Stadium holds 55,000 people. 55,000 fans, which is pretty darn big for a baseball park. Fenway Park in Boston holds 37,000. So, it's not as hard to win that attendance competition when you can hold almost 20,000 more people. Um, so just keep that in mind. LA, is it's a great sports town. It's just everyone doesn't live and die by it. And Kevin, yes, you can lead in attendance, but the Red Sox have sold out every game at Fenway Park for the past 20-something years. They just don't have 55,000 people. So, uh, also on that note, I've had some requ- a couple of requests for, like, call-in, and I, I do really want to get to this. I, at some point here, we're going to look at doing a few live shows. And that doesn't mean you have to listen live. It'll still be available for download and subscribe and everything else. But if, if, if we put out a live show... 
we can actually have some callers. What I'd like to do is it, it's going to be a multi-step process. As I mentioned last week, I was trying to have a guest in the studio this week. I'm, I'm still working on kind of our studio setup, as I've mentioned before, the janky microphone. So I'm still working on getting a, a better setup here to actually have guests in the studio. Right now, it's, it's really only conducive to me. So like I said, multi-step process. We are going to get that guest that I mentioned in soon. He's going to be one of the first ones we bring in as soon as I gain some momentum and get the microphone situation sorted out. Once we do that and, and we've gotten past kind of a couple guests and everything, then we'll look at live broadcasts. Like I said, you're not going to have to listen live, uh, but you will have the, uh, the opportunity to listen live and then to kind of call in and engage. Uh, this is stuff we're working toward. It, it's coming down the line, so keep listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing, um, and keep that feedback going on the Facebook page. And and please, just I I want to make sure we're engaging as much as possible. I some of this stuff is boring. I'm sure you I, you know I'm sure a lot of you out there listening are like, what is going on? I you know, but just bear with us. There is there's other things we're going to discuss once we have some guests in. It, it's an ever evolving show. Um, and on that note. Big shout out to my buddy Jeffrey Jackson down in San Diego. I think I, men I mentioned his name previously. He was on a podcast called Behind Space Cast, uh, also on Puppy Cast. He had his own podcast called Jeff's Room. Um, he's been in a few bands down in Los Angeles, or down in Los Angeles, down in San Diego. I'm in Los Angeles. He's in San Diego. Uh, his current band, one of his current bands right now, is a band called Cloudside. Uh, I want you all to check them out. They just recorded a new single they're currently working on their new album they have some awesome tunes out there so please check them out cloud side we'll probably share that link on the page um, but extra big shout out to jeff jackson he's actually kind of become my pseudo producer I, I know i asked you all for like feedback and stuff he's he's actually giving me the real feedback um so he's he's helping to kind of form and shape this show what's good what's bad what's working what's not working um he's the one i mentioned who who was actually somewhat engaged in the sports ball conversation from last episode, simply because it wasn't all just about sports ball. There was, you know, another aspect to it. So big shout out to Jeff. Check out his band, Cloudside. I'll share something on the page so that you can get to them easily. Um, but definitely lean in on Jeff to to make sure that we, uh, we're, we're keeping things in line and, and kind of give the people what they want, for lack of a better word. Uh, he is a self-proclaimed podfather. Uh, as he told me, he's been listening to podcasts before it was cool, which I, I know sounds a little hipstery, uh, but he's very far from hipster. Uh, listening to podcasts on iPods, uh, this is like before Joe Rogan and and uh, and all these other guys were were doing these kind of in depth podcasts. So Jeff, thank you, we love you, uh, and we're gonna make sure everyone checks out your band and keep keep the keep the feedback coming because uh, we we need it. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, okay. So, a couple other things. Oh, I mentioned that we're, there's going to be a little ranting here. I think we've avoided the F-bomb so far. I just There's one thing that's really been making me angry that I just want to point out. Like I've said, I'm, I'm not into politics. I, politicians are politicians, whatever else. Trump, madman, megalomaniac. Not, you know, that's the one thing that scares me. We've talked about it. Now, I implore all of you, and if you like it, whatever. You want to be a fan of his? That's fine. You know, there was a big scandal that came out. We can sit here and debate the the importance of that scandal and how the truth and everything else. There's one thing, the thing that's made me most angry about the the tape scandals and, and everything else is people 
there's like memes and stuff going around on social media comparing what Donald Trump said to Fifty Shades of Grey. If you don't know if you don't know what Fifty Shades of Grey is, you've probably been living under a rock for the past couple of years. But it's a it's I don't want to say tra- I, you know obviously I haven't read it. It it it's like. I don't want to say trashy, but it's along the lines of like those trashy romance novels that you would see Fabio on the cover of like back in the 80s and 90s. And it just it gained popularity. They made a movie out of it. But it's, you know, it's it's very sexualized. And and I believe the main character, his his last name is Grey. That's where Fifty Shades of Grey comes from. And it involves some fetish things. Well, there's these memes going around where people are like, well, white people are up in arms about Donald Trump. Why didn't they say anything about Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, if you need to be if you need this explained to you, I'm sorry because it shouldn't have to be explained to you. But there is a stark difference between sexual harassment and unwanted touching, which is what Donald Trump referred to. Again, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you who to vote for for president. Common sense. Common sense. He's talking about sexual abuse and and sexual unwanted sexual advances, whereas 50 shades of gray is fetish. That's consensual. This is so. Just to give you an example of this argument, because you may say, "Whoa, oh yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is kind of dirty," and you say, "I'm gonna blah blah blah," and I'm gonna blah blah. And that's what Trump said. Let me give you an example, an analogy of of what essentially what you're saying there. So let's say there's a kidnapper out there, and he kidnaps a woman and ties her up to a bed. Not consensual. Kidnaps her, ties her up to a bed in his home, and the police show up. And they say, oh, well, this is okay because people do this as a sexual sexual fetish. That wasn't consensual. What Trump did wasn't consensual. Being kidnapped and tied up isn't consensual. Now, if you in the privacy of your own home with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever it is, want to do something like that, that's okay. That's called consensual. There is a very big difference. And these have been flying around social media. And it, it honestly honestly made me so angry the other day because I just I was fed up and I was tired of seeing him if you're one of those people that thinks what Trump said is the same as 50 shades of Grey, stop listening to my podcast because we're not going to get anywhere we're just not I I want fans as much as the next person but if if you're that stupid you're listening to the wrong podcast because that's so counterintuitive to common sense common sense common sense dictates consensual okay non-consensual not okay this is black and white. Black and white. I deal in so many gray areas. Common sense is black and white, and that is black and white. So just stop. If you're one of the people that, that has shared a meme like that, stop. Just stop. And, and if you did do it, I want you to sit down and think about it for a few minutes. Maybe you should sit in a corner and think about it for a few minutes and think about why you did that. And, what, and, then, listen, and then think about what the difference is. And if it still doesn't hit you, then, then I just don't know what to do. But please, let's just all stop with that. All right. I, I hate getting into politics, but, you know, we, we need to discuss these things once in a while. So we're going to move on from that. I, I'm done. I, 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 no more of that. But just use common sense. That, that's what we like to do on Go Tell It to the Wall is use a lot of common sense. Let's get into some fun things now. Um, I'm going to tease you a little bit. I actually have one of those Samsung Gear VR headsets. I've had it for a little while. I was waiting to upgrade my phone so that my phone could fit in it. And it's been sitting there and every day I kind of pull it out and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try this thing out. I'm gonna try this thing out. Still haven't done it. I did this, did it again today, pulled it out. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna try it out. Still didn't try it out. So I'm gonna promise you all in the next week, I'm gonna bust that thing out. I'm gonna actually try it. I'm gonna let you guys know what I think. 
And we're going to get into a little bit of kind of these wearables and talk about that stuff a little bit and, and where we've come and the usefulness and hopefully get some opinions from you guys, uh, whatever that might be. So coming up next episode uh, is will be the VR, Samsung Gear VR. If Again, if you're not familiar with this thing that goes over your face, you put your phone in it and you're like essentially in a little virtual reality world, not fully virtual reality, um, but you're in kind of a different world. <laughs> and speaking of technology, I was ready to throw some technology out the window yesterday. Uh, I went out to run some errands, got back, and it's we have a Nest Cam in our house, which it, it, it's a security camera, So, but it runs off the Wi-Fi. So I get home, and I look, and the camera's acting up, and I'm like, oh, what's thinking the internet's out. Uh, we have Time Warner cable internet. It's not the best internet ever. You know, it, it does just fine for, for you know things that I do and everything, but it's not the most reliable. So I figured that internet was out. Do some troubleshooting, go to find out. It wasn't, the internet was actually on, but our, our wireless router had just died. Had just died. Well, you don't realize how much you utilize the internet until you just, you really don't have it. And then on top of that, my wife, as I messaged her and I said, oh, the internet's out. She said, why don't you plug directly in? Well, I use a Microsoft Surface. Uh, and nowadays on most of these Ultrabooks and stuff, they don't ha- actually have an Ethernet <laughs> net input. So I couldn't even plug in if I wanted to. Now, I have an older laptop. I probably could have gotten around doing that. But y- you get used to using your certain technology. So here I go, frantically trying to fix it. I gave up after a while. I said, you know, I'm just going to go buy another one. I, I don't want to get into details. On this, but go to Radio Shack, pick one up, bring it home. doesn't work. Take that back, and I'm not buying another one. Radio Shack, go to Target. Anyway, after running out a couple times, finally got a router back. But it's just funny that you don't realize how much you rely on these things until it's not there. You're like, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I had a bunch of stuff to do yesterday. I was doing some prep for the show. I had some job stuff to do on a bunch where I, like, needed the Internet. I, I needed the Internet. And so that just kind of put everything, uh, everything came screeching to a halt until I was able to, to, find, the, uh, to find a new router, essentially. Anyway, I, just quick little rant. I don't know where I, that's pointless, but I just I need you all to feel my pain. Looking for wireless routers and technology these days. We're gonna talk more about technology next week. Um, yeah. So, oh, another funny story. <clears throat> Excuse me, as I'm coughing, and I think that I think the sound's been a little better today. We, you know, we're we're kind of prof- I'm, I've been tweaking with my microphone a little here and there, and you probably hear like my papers and everything. That's normal. I do still use paper. I know it's amazing. A lot of people don't use paper, but I, I like to scroll notes down on paper and and kind of keep up with where I am because we go on all these tangents, and if if I can't kind of keep track, then it would just be one hour long tangent. So, and we're we're running out of time a little bit here, but we're gonna get into a couple things. I've I've two more quick things. One thing I want to share a funny story with you guys, with all of you out there. My wife and I, as I've mentioned previously, we're gonna have a baby in December. Well, she's gonna have a baby. We're, our family's gonna have a baby. She's doing all the work. Um, I, I've, I've said this many times before. I don't know how she does it. All these blood, like, I don't even like needles and she had to go through all these like blood tests and stuff and it's all normal kind of things. But and I'm just like, I don't know how you're doing this. I don't know how you're doing this. I mean, thank God I don't have to, you know, and, and, and it, it's the most amazing thing. It, it really is. It's just, I, I'm too much of, too much of a wuss, I guess to, you know, I, I don't think I'd get through it. I just don't. So anyway, we're taking this childbirth class. Um, it, it's at this place in the Valley. If, for those of you not in LA, it's not important. It's just a section of LA. It's a place in the Valley. It's a five week course, like once a week 
for a couple hours you go in and it's actually really beneficial I do recommend this to anyone you know if, 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 if you've already had a kid I I don't think it's as beneficial but for like my wife and I who have, haven't gone through this process before it, it's been fantastic because you go in there uh, we're in the class with like eight other couples so like 16 other people 15 six or 14 16 other people might be 16 total uh, there's a couple teachers that kind of team teach they have a couple people that come in and, and kind of learn their other uh, doulas most of them are doulas if you don't know what a doula is this is um, it's it's a person that actually they help with the birth but they're not they're not a doctor they're kind of your advocate um, at the hospital uh, and, and I'm sure there's I, I know quite a few duels there I know there's a lot more to it I don't want to get into like detail on it because I, I won't do it justice um, but they're essentially great people that are helping helping you with the whole birth process you know kind of from being pregnant to then birth and then I believe even like right after to postpartum um, so they teach this class and it's been great we've learned all kinds of great things they kind of take you from beginning stages um, all the way through like right after the baby's born uh, last night we had our fourth class again I mentioned it's five weeks so we've kind of been progressing so la last night was was the actual we're talking about the actual birth so we're going through and showing here's positions and all this other stuff again some of it's kind of funny because and you're like oh oh ah, oh no you know we've seen quite a, there's been a couple birth videos shown and everything else but all very beneficial well last night one of the teachers goes okay we're gonna go we're gonna go over some positioning now I don't need to get into detail on this but when when a woman is giving birth there's varying kind of positions you can be in you know there's that like traditional one that you see on television stuff where her legs are up in those stirrups but there's plenty of other positions too where they kind of squat you go back to like the, the caveman days and, and whatever it might be it all comes down to what you're most comfortable with so the teachers were exemplifying this <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing now um, so what they did they, they basically called up um, fathers she goes okay I need three fathers and all everyone's sitting in this room you know like ah, all right all right and so my, my wife Diana she's elbowing me and I'm like all right all right I'll, I'll get up and then sure enough two other guys get up they need three volunteers and she goes okay and I can't remember exactly how she worded it but she goes I'm gonna need someone to be the pusher and all three of us kind of looked at each other and went oh that's not gonna be the good one and then she looks at me and she goes Sean you're gonna be the pusher and Right away, I said, I have a feeling I drew the short straw on this. So sure enough, she sets up some pillows on the ground. So I get on the ground. And then the other two volunteers, she's like, okay, I need you to hold Sean's legs. So here I am. I'm holding my legs, like, kind of by my hamstrings. I've got a guy on each side holding my legs in the air in front of a class of, like, 16 people and a couple teachers. And then she goes, okay, we need to go through the breathing. <sighs> yeah, the breathing. So I'm sitting there, legs in the air, and I've got to go through this breathing. And she's like, you got to hold your breath for 10 seconds. And again, I'm not going to get into details, but this is helps with the actual pushing. So I'm not actually pushing anything, thank God, because I had a giant cup of coffee. And I went, if you're going to have me actually push, we might be clearing out this room because uh, I might have a little gas going on. Um, anyway, she didn't actually make me push, but she made me do the breathing. So I'm breathing, and I'm like breathing for 10 seconds and holding it and pretending to push and everything. And... All this while my legs are in the air, my feet in the air. Two guys that I've known for a few weeks just from this class hold my feet in the air. And then the rest of the class starts playing along. So they decide, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Oh, there's the head. Oh, no, no. And I just, I, I start laughing. So I'm holding my breath, pretending to breathe, pretending to push. And I'm just busting out laughing. It's, and now I'm not trying to turn you guys off from the birth class. 
just don't volunteer for that part. Um, thank God nobody had cameras. I'm, I'm surprised my wife did not bust out the camera at that point because I'm sure she would have enjoyed showing that to everybody. Uh, but I wanted to share that with all of you. Uh, but great class. Birth classes, if you're going to be a first-time parent, highly recommend the birth class. They're going to teach you things that maybe your doctor's not going to teach you. And on top of that, you're able to, to talk with these other couples who – and they're, they're all first-time uh, parents. I, I Again, I don't think – if you've had a kid already and you've been through this, maybe I don't think you would take the class again. So these are all first-time parents. We're all kind of going through the same thing. So it's nice to have that to lean on. Highly recommend it. Just don't volunteer for the pushing and, and having your legs in the air because um, that part wasn't as fun. Although, I t you know, now that I, said, I was laughing my ass off and everyone seemed to appreciate it. Um, so I guess it, it was kind of fun, just thoroughly embarrassing. Luckily, I have uh, pretty much zero shame, uh, so it wasn't a big issue. All right. Um, oh, couple. Of, one other thing I want to touch on is, again, I get this feedback from Jeff. Jeffrey Jackson helps me out pseudo producer he doesn't know that but i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep having him help me out with stuff here content wise remember that content need lots of content so he's helping me on the content side um but anyway we're gonna keep we're gonna keep that moving along i want to make sure um that that he's helping us out here and, and everything else um so uh what else was there I feel like I'm missing something. This is going to happen a lot. That's the one tangent where I just went off and and I completely lost my place. We'll remember it anyway. There was a reason I was referring to Jeff again. But anyway, Jeff is going to continue uh, to, to help out on the show behind the scenes. We're, we're going to get him in the studio at some point. I, I promise you that. Uh, we definitely will. He, he just happens to be in San Diego. Uh, and I'm, as mentioned, in Los Angeles. So we're not exactly super close to each other. Um, but we'll, we'll have them in studio at some point. We've been on podcasts together. If you guys are ever bored, check out Behind Space Cast. If you're super bored, check out Poppycast. Uh, because as Jeff will say, that thing was just a, just a train wreck. Uh, and not like the fun movie train wreck, but like the bad train wreck. So, uh, one more, th oh, that's what it was. What, one thing Jeff has pointed out, and I think we're lacking on this show. And this is where I want all of you guys to help me out is we need some kind of intro. Now, I'm not going to use music. We're probably going to throw some music in there, but I'm trying not to use music, especially because of rights deals and blah, 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 you know, legal things. We don't have a lawyer yet. Yet. Maybe one day. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I want to know your opinions kind of on the intro, and we're going to have some fun with it. So I want to know what you guys think of, like, the intros. Throw some suggestions out there. This is essentially just how we start the show. So you've noticed, uh, like the first one, it was just a very typical intro, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, blah, 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 blah. So if you guys want to have some fun with it, we're going to play with it. Try some things out. If you want to hear me say something stupid, get on that Facebook page and, and we'll try it out, as long as it's not completely stupid or super offensive or, you know, F-bombs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, last thing I want to talk about today, and we're probably going to talk about this some more, especially with what I'm going to put out there. So... A couple weeks ago, I was with a friend of mine at the Grammy Museum, and we went to see an interview with Blink-182. They called it like a conversation with Blink-182. I guess at the Grammy Museum, they do this. They bring in artists. They do a cool little interview, and you, you sit there, and you're kind of face-to-face -face with, with your favorite artist. Extra funny for me because I remember the day and the days of Blink-182 where they, they, they like couldn't pay people to go to their shows. It was really amusing. Like it, they, they, they opened a show I saw at Soma in San Diego where they were the opening act for Homegrown and Unwritten Law. Now, Homegrown's, like, gone. They were this terrible... I, I like them. Terrible punk band from, like, the late 90s. 
Uh, and then Unwritten Law is still around, but clearly didn't didn't gain the momentum that Blink-182 did. So I remember those days when they just, they literally couldn't, they couldn't get people to go to their shows. And then it's funny to, to then see that meteoric rise and then kind of the slump and the whole Tom thing. If you're not familiar, they are down to only one original member from the three, the, the original three members. They're only, they have just one of those three left. Um, although Trav, at this point, Travis Barker, most of you know who he is. He's a drummer. He plays in a bunch of bands. He's, I, he's, I mean, you can't call him original because he didn't wasn't originally in the band, but he's been on so many more albums than their original drummer. Uh, they do have a new guitarist who took Tom's place. This is his very first album. Anyway, it's funny seeing these these guys up there, um, and and just hearing kind of the stories from Mark, especially from Mark because he's the original one. He's he's from Poway. Um, I I ski, Matt Skiba, who's the new guitarist, he might be. I believe he's from Southern California as well. Travis is from Southern California, but I not not like right in San Diego the way uh, Mark is and and Tom is or was. Um, so anyway, it, it it's just interesting seeing that kind of meteoric rise and the slump they had, and then they're really gaining momentum, getting back up there. Um, in fact, to the point where today they dropped a music video. I'm gonna post it on the page. If you're not familiar with Blink 182, I I'm just gonna post the newer video. But if you're not familiar, I, I implore you, go and check out their music video for What's My Age Again. This is in 1999. This is right as they were really starting to rise to the top. And music videos were super popular. Remember the show called TRL, Total Request Live, with Carson Daly? Yeah, that right in the middle of all that stuff. Uh, so check out What's My Age Again. Check out that video. If you haven't seen it, check that one out before you check out the video that I'll be posting today. But they posted a video today for their new song, uh, she's out of her mind. Blink twenty two. She's out of her mind. The reason then on, I was just I was losing my mind at how awesome this video was because they basically like I don't want to say they redid what's my age again, but they what's my age again was like the three guys that were in the band. So I I don't want to spoil things. Check check it out. It was the three guys in the band. They were running around a neighborhood. Um, they might not have been wearing any clothes, and they go through all these different things. And it's what's my age again. You know the song going on in the background. Well, this new one. Is three girls running through a neighborhood, and they really played off of kind of the advancements that we've had since that original one. And you know, we're talking this is 17 years ago uh, that What's My Age Again came out. So there's a lot of technological advances that I, I say I say that like it's a big thing. The advancements, you know, in in the original What's My Age Again, there's a guy watching a television. In the new video, there's a guy watching an iPad or a tablet or you know, I try I try not to use those brand names, not because I'm like anti iPad. I'm looking at an iPad right now as, as it's next to my Surface and next to my Android phone. So, it, But I just try to, I've always tried to not use the brand names unless it is a specific brand name. So probably was an iPad, but nonetheless looking at a tablet. Um, and it was just, it was an awesome throwback and, and way to just show love to that original What's My Age Again music video, which was awesome. You know, it, it, it wasn't their great, it was not their favorite song of mine. It has a special place for me just because that was, you know, kind of that meteoric rise and saw them play a bunch of concerts that, that summer uh, when they came out. And that was actually, uh, I think, yeah, that had to be the same summer where Mark was hanging out at Sombrero. If you don't know what Sombrero is, go listen to Dude Ranch, uh, particularly the song Damn It. Or no, no, it's Josie. Gosh, I can't even get my Blink-182 songs right. It's Josie. Uh, so check that song out. See what Sombrero is. Nonetheless, it was a lot of fun seeing this. And then the music video, like I said, just blew my mind today. Check it out. I'm going to post it on the group or on the page. If you haven't seen What's Mage again, check that one out first. Then check this out. 
Uh, it, you will enjoy it, I promise you. My wife, who, she knew the song was Mage Again. I don't think she'd ever seen the music video, and she watched, I, t- I was like, no, no, watch that one first, then watch this, and even without having the fandom that, like, I have or some of my friends do or people from San Diego, she was just like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So check it out. So last thing I want to do regarding Blink-182, as we were watching this interview, um, so they had an interviewer there with the Grammy Museum that was asking a bunch of questions, these very typical, like, oh, how was your career and this blah, 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 you know, the stuff, like, you'd see a typical interview. So then they throw it out to the crowd. Of course, one of the questions that comes up. Now, if you're from San Diego, if, like if you lived there like in the 90s, you know, it, it, it was almost like this urban legend. Now, we all knew Blink-182 was originally called Blink. There was a, a British techno band or guy that was also called Blink. So he came with a lawsuit against the record label. This, is, this has happened multiple times. Uh, there was a band out of Texas called River Phoenix. They're now called Phoenix TX because River Phoenix's family came after him, blah, blah. Um, so they had to change it. And there's, it was almost like an urban legend around San Diego uh, what 182 stand for, stood for because they essentially just added 182 to their original band name. Um, and it was, it was always funny, like, hearing the different stuff. You know, I, I know there's, like, police codes that people thought it was. Um, varying things. And so somebody, of course, gets up and asks Mark. And it was, this, it, it was really cute because it was this whole thing where he's like, all right, I'm going to put it to bed right now. Um, as he said, they, they would just kind of play off of it, you know, like people would ask him and they would just make stuff up like off the top of their head. So honestly, the answer he gave might have been incorrect, but I, I really feel like it's correct. I'm not going to give it to you because what I want to do is I want if you're familiar with Blink-182 or if you're not, do some Googling, do some research, hit up that page. Whoever can tell me. And now I'm not even necessarily looking for accuracy. I'm just looking for most funny so accuracy is probably going to win too, but we're going to have a category for most funny. I want you to jump on that Facebook page and tell me what you think 182 stands for when referencing Blink-182. I'm going to warn you right now, if you go on there and you say, oh, it's it's alphabetical, 18 and 2, RB, because that was one of the big like myths that was going around San Diego was that it stood for RB, and that was because Blink-182 was from Poway. Well, why would they have RB when they're from Poway? So don't give me that one. If you're not familiar with San Diego, RB is Rancho Bernardo is right next to Poway. They're not from Rancho Bernardo. They're from freaking Poway. So don't give me that one. I'm going to dismiss it right away. But if you have other funny stuff or if you know the actual reason, which maybe I don't actually know either, uh, jump on that page and let me know. And if you get it right, we're going to give you a shout out on the podcast. That is if Jeff says it's okay. If he says it's boring, then there's just no way. We can't. We can't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to give you a shout out on the podcast um, and then maybe get you in. And I would like to say I will send you a prize, but I, I'm I'm not going to promise anything like that. So jump on that page. Blink 182. What does 182 stand for? I want to hear what you guys think. Make me laugh. Make the rest of the people on the group laugh. This is a group effort. We're all going to make this podcast great. I'm the one that has to come in here and sit in the studio for like an hour each week. But you guys can have some fun with it too and uh and and i want like i said want this to be a collaborative effort and and be engaging and i want to know what you guys want to hear about and if you don't like blink 182 that's fine too it's you know we're not going to just talk about them we're going to talk about all kinds of other stuff Uh, if you're not aware we're going to talk about this next week fraggle rock is coming back freaking fraggle rock if you don't know what that is go do some googling man fraggle rock i mean i i nearly hit the roof uh 
like a week ago or whenever that was that they announced that because that is absolutely one of my favorite shows. If I look up from the microphone right now, there's actually a, a stuffed Gobo um, sitting right there. If you don't know who Gobo is, go Google it. You should. Fraggle Rock is basically the greatest show ever. I don't say the greatest show ever. It's one of the greatest shows ever. I've loved it since I was a kid. Uh, so check them out, Fraggle Rock. We're going to talk about that a little more on the next episode. So uh, we are definitely out of time today. I apologize. I know there was some ranting at the beginning of this, uh, but Josh Brown, we're just, no, we don't want these type of people running around and we don't want to pay them millions of dollars to, to, to be entertainers. Um, it just can't happen. So, and I, I know there was lots of other, we were a little content heavy today, uh, but we'll get a little more lighthearted and, uh, and don't forget if you, if you're going to be having a baby childbirth class, if you need a place to go, I can give you a recommendation. Um, and nobody wanted recommendations on headphones, so I guess maybe you guys love your your uh, your your Beats by Dre headphones. If you weren't sure which headphones I was referring to last episode, uh, Beats by Dre. Get some real headphones. If you like them, that's fine. I'm not gonna think down on you, but if you want some real headphones, get them. Um, so hey, I'm here. Hit me up. Hit up that page. Send me a message. You know, give me some feedback. Tell me I suck. Um. And that's about it. So, uh, thank you all for joining us. This is Go Tell It to the Wall. That was episode two. I don't even think I said that at the beginning of the podcast. Episode two. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, uh, as mentioned, I am your host, Sean O'Rourke. We will be back soon with another episode of Go Tell It to the Wall. Until then, use common sense, people.